On today's show, I'm featuring a momentum creator. Yes, you heard that right. If you feel like you are stuck and you just can't seem to figure out how to move forward, this episode is for you. We're going to be talking about grit and how life is not for sissies. Stay with me. Hey there, you're listening to the Living a Limitless Life podcast. I'm Sharon Hughes, and on this show, we talk about mastering your mindset, growing your faith, and becoming the leader you want to be with tips, strategies, and interviews to help you create a life you love. I'm really glad you're here. So come on, let's go. I have a fantastic show for you guys today. I have a guest that is a momentum creator. We're going to dive deep into what is grit. He's a motivational speaker. He's an entrepreneur, an influencer. He's a leader amongst athletes. Welcome to the show, Rodell Razor. Oh, awesome. Thank you so much. That was an amazing introduction. I feel so humbled. (laughs) Well, I'm so excited that you're here because you are a very busy man and you just had a new baby and you are pulling double duty. So thank you for your time. Yes. Yes. I always tell everyone that I actually had the baby. I had the hard work. (laughs) (laughs) No, my wife did all the hard work. I got to uh, sit and watch uh, the beautiful part of it. Yeah, I think I'll be calling Brittany and we'll have a talk about that. <laughs> as a mama. I know. Right. Yes, oh my absolutely. gosh. Well, Rodell, you have such an interesting life. You're a young man and you are so established. You're carving out your niche. First, I want you to explain, because some people aren't going to know, what is a momentum creator? Um, well, a momentum creator, that, that term kind of came from uh, sports. Um, and we used to call it the big mo. Um, mm-hmm. and so when, when, uh, a team, when they get momentum behind them, they actually look better than what they actually are. Oh. Um, and the crowd will get behind them and, um, and when momentum's working against you, you look worse than what you actually are. <laughs> and so, um, and so, you know, in the world of sports, we were always trying to gain momentum. Uh, we were right. trying to get uh, small wins that led to big wins that led to victory. Um, and so, um, those small wins that we would try to do, they came in the, in the form of our, our discipline actions, things that we could actually control. Um, and so we would do little things day by day, play by play, you know, just doing our independent job. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in that process of everyone, you know, I played football, so 11 guys doing the exact same thing on the right cadence. What that does is the other team is probably missing one or two. But if we can all get on the same page, we can create a momentum, a wave, and then the fans are behind it. And then you have this wave of momentum that happens. And so um, I've taken a lot of those principles that I learned on the football field um, and applied them to business. And I realized that if we all do our part uh, day in and day out, we win our position, mm-hmm. um, then we can create momentum um, wow. and we can get our friends, our family, our fans behind us. Um, and so I learned that on the field, uh, because I was a small guy, I'm five, seven, 160 pounds. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> I needed every competitive advantage I could get. <laughs> so, um, and so I learned momentum really early in life and now in the business world, um, it's what every business owner is really looking for. Every influencer, anyone who has a message, not even just business, anyone who just has a message, they want momentum behind them. They want right. to help them get the ball moving faster. Um, and we all want results as fast as possible. Um, Mm -hmm. and we all want to, uh, get our message out there to the, to the masses. And so 
that's how I've kind of coined that term, a momentum creator, because I just help people do the small discipline actions and then yeah. the big things take care of themselves. If you take care of the small things, the big things will happen the right way. Yeah, I really love that. So if somebody was just starting out, they're like just brand new, you know, they're, they're really clear on their messaging, but mm-hmm. they're having a hard time being seen and heard. What is maybe one or two ways that they could create some momentum, like you said, so that you yeah. can maybe look better than you are? I, I equate yeah. that to those days you have a really good hair and makeup day for girls. Yeah. We're like, yeah. I like, look better than I am. Yeah, it's like when you take a picture with good lighting, you're like, wow, I look good. <laughs> or an Instagram filter. Yeah, exactly. It's a, it's a filter, right? Um, um, but someone who's just starting out to create that momentum, um, the one thing that um, – that I love to do is I, you know, people buy from who they know, like, and trust. Um, and what we have to do as kind of the solopreneur entrepreneur or business leader, um, is you got to know, like, and trust yourself. So you got to have a lot of confidence. Um, you got to know who you are. You got to know your giftings. You got to do things that align with your gifts. So if you're great at speaking, find opportunities to speak more. Mm -hmm. Um, if you're great at networking and shaking hands and being in front of people, do that. If you're a creative and you like to draw and brainstorm, uh, then do a lot of those things that, that give you that personal momentum. Uh, because when you have that belief in you, uh, you can transfer that belief in others. And, you know, a leader's greatest responsibility is passing on belief to other people. Um, and the hardest thing to do is to pass on belief when you don't believe, um, uh-huh. you know, because then you're, you're kind of pulling rather than attracting. Um, and so becoming a magnet really is about be- having highest level of belief in you, um, in your mission, in your, your company, your vision, whatever it may be. Um, and so those are some things that really helped me with momentum was I had to master me. I had to really like me. I had to know me. Um, and once I did that, I figured out the gifts, the things I was really good at. And I think equally as important as things that I'm not good at or things that don't give me, you know, energy, uh, things that don't fulfill me. Mm-hmm. Um, and once I kind of realized that, like, hey, I don't like doing, you know, data entry, right? Like that didn't work for me. So yeah. um, and so when I spent my whole day doing that, my energy would just drop. Um, and sometimes that's necessary, but if I want a momentum, I'm not going to do the things that don't give me energy. I want the things that, um, that give me high energy. And so someone who's just starting out, do the things that you're great at, do a lot of them. Um, and you know, spread the message out as fast as you can to as many people as possible. Yeah. You know, the word that really came to me from what you just said is that you're very discerning, Mm. very discerning. And I think a lot of people are not discerning about themselves. Right. They just, they, they think, well, I, I'm kind of good at that, but they don't have that confidence. Like they're not right. seeing that, no, like you're really good at this, but you're not so good at that. Right. Uh, and, and I know yeah. that your, your faith is really important to you as well. Would you Absolutely. say that's a key component of you developing such deep discernment? Yeah, no, absolutely. I think one thing that... <clears throat> Um, that you mentioned is, you know, that confidence in self. And there's a lot of assessments. There's Mm -hmm. uh, love languages, there's strength finders, there's disc assessments. And I recommend all of them. (laughs) Like find out as much about you. Like a lot of people are doing research and they got to do more research, right? Like they got to really learn themselves. Um, And I think um, faith in that, um, one thing that I learned, I mean, I didn't know this from the beginning, but I was, I seem to always have a natural position um, to that things were going to work out. I just, I just believed that. And I don't know yeah. where that came from. Um, yeah. And then as I got older and I, you know, I started to take more assessments. I learned that um, one of my spiritual giftings was faith. It was my highest mm-hmm. spiritual gifting and that oh. faith is a gift um, right. and that some people have it um, and it, they don't have to work really hard at it, but just like any other gift or anything else, you can uh, develop it. 
Um, right. And so one thing that I, you know, would always lean on is like, hey, I know things are going to work out from, to my favor. Um, I know God's on my side. Um, and this may like I have no evidence that things are going to work out right now um, in the in the natural. But in the supernatural, I know I have favor. Um, and so my faith, you know, my personal faith and then, you know, the faith that I continue to express in my daily walk, um, mm-hmm. it's been everything. I mean, there yeah. was times where, um, you know, I was 20 eight years old. I had a master's degree. I had, I had earned six figures since the time I really stepped into a professional career. Um, and I had nothing, you know, I was a single dad. I was, um, getting my groceries at a food bank. My car got repossessed. I had to file for bankruptcy. Wow. And there was a, there was a still a, a position that like, there was a hopelessness of like my circumstances, but a hope that the future was going to be better. Mm, um, yeah. and a hope that, you know, and a belief and a faith mm. that like, I was going to be sharing that story one day. Like I had to be where I was to be more relatable, to connect with people at a deeper level and to share that testimony with others. And so uh, just kind of that internal knowing like, Hey, wherever I'm at, um, God's going to use it. Um, he's already and uh, one of my good friends, he always tells me, he goes, Hey man, um, just remember it's finished. Mm. Like it's already written. Like God already, he already had the plan. He already saw this. He already saw how you're going to get through it. Um, and so it's, it's already finished. And so that's something that I've just always uh, believed in. Um, yeah. and I, and I bring that to the business world. I bring it to, you know, every facet of life. Wow. Wow. Okay. That's something about you. I did not know at all that you yeah. went through that. Mm-hmm. So, and you're also one of five kids. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So you come from a big family. Like, yes. Four little sisters, by the way. Oh, you're the big brother. I am. I am. Oh, nice. So are, are your siblings wired like you full of hope and faith? Is that something that you learned from your mom? Yeah. Yeah. My mom, uh, she was a single mom. She raised all of us on her own. She worked two, three jobs. Um, and she was, she was the definition of grit. Wow. Um, she, she had high school education. Um, and while she was raised, raising us, she just did everything to make ends meet. Um, and so I learned at a really young age, being the oldest, you know, I got, I started working when I was, uh, before I was a teenager, I think I was 12 or 13 years old. Um, when I got my first job, um, you know, paper route working in fast food industry, whatever I could do to help out. Um, and to have my own money, that was part of it. My mom did, you know, everything she could provide for us, but Mm -hmm. if I wanted anything extra, I wanted the nicer shoes or anything like that. Um, you know, I had to work for it. And so, um, I would say that my mom instilled that in us. And it wasn't like a sit down conversation. Like, Hey, I'm going to instill this wisdom into you. Uh, (laughs) She she did that. Um, but you know, working as much as she did, a lot of what she did was by example. Um, she led by action. She led by that. And so, um, watching her, you know, me and my siblings, we got to see what, what it took to raise a family, um, Mm -hmm. and to do it with values. You know, she still made sure we were in church every single Sunday. And so, um, she just really, and she always believed, you know, like I would, now looking back, like if I had her hand, like I would be like, man, like this is so hard in her, mm-hmm. you know, and she just, she always believed that things are going to work out for us. You know, mm-hmm. and we would struggle. We had times where we were really down. We had times where things were okay. And she always believed that things are going to work out. And she would just always wow. say that. And, um, you know, we all made it out alive. <laughs> um, and you know, all four of my sisters or myself, all of us that are of college age, graduated from college, so she put four kids through college. Wow. Um, and yeah, I mean, I just always, um, saw her believe. And now that, you know, her, I, she always says, you know, she wanted her ceiling to be our floor. Um, and so I see that not just in the natural and what we have in our life and the things, but in our spiritual life, in our, in our walk. Um, and 
you know, our faith, you know, my, my faith mm -hmm. uh, should be uh, bigger because I seen what she went through and I see what she did to provide for us. Wow. Being that we are doing a podcast and yeah. people listening can't see us, but yeah. I want our listeners to know that you and I can see each other because we're, it's a video chat. Right, and right, right. Literally just lit up talking about your mom. Oh yeah. Like, she's, wow. she's everything. She, she was, uh, me and my sisters, uh, my sister Rochelle, who and I are very close. Um, you know, when my mom, she was, uh, it was just us three for a long time. And my sister's tough as nails. Um, she's tough. And so uh, all my sisters are so gifted. Um, well, I got another sister right now. It's about to have a, a baby girl uh, next month. And I got another sister who's a dancer on the dance team at uh, Arizona State University. She's a very accomplished student. She's a freshman. So I'm very proud of my sisters and my mom. Um, she instilled some very good values into us. Um, and it wasn't like, hey, like walk by your the kitchen every day and read these set of values. Like it was things that she just, she walked it out. Um, and, you know, and I think that's, you know, in, in my mind, that's kind of how Jesus lived, right? Like he didn't come with a Bible, right? He didn't come like, hey, let me read from these scrolls. It was like, right. I'm going to walk and you're going to follow. Um, and you're going to see, you know, my life's going to be a parable. Um, and so we had a really good example growing up. That's amazing. Well, no doubt that she's really, really proud of you. Oh, I'm sure. Thank you. I thank you. appreciate that. <laughs> Absolutely. So you have a quote. And, and I just love this. If you haven't felt like quitting, your dreams aren't big enough. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever felt like quitting? Like for real? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I quit. I, felt, I, I tell people, uh, you're allowed to quit for about 10 minutes. You cry, <laughs> feel bad for yourself, and then you got to get back out there. Um, but uh, life is not for sissies. <laughs> uh, especially especially the, big, the bigger you want to play, uh, the more lives you want to impact. Mm -hmm. um, I really believe um, that the, en the enemy's greatest tool against us mm -hmm. um, is distraction and doubt. Oh, um, yeah. And so sometimes if he can't distract you, if you see, mm -hmm. if you're really focused on a mission, he'll put doubt inside of you. Yeah. Um, he'll put doubt in self, doubt in mission, uh, doubt in your faith. Um, mm -hmm. And you know what God speaks to you. Sometimes you will out. You'll talk. You'll talk yourself out of it. Um, yeah. And so there's there's days where you're just like, why am I? What, why am I on this mission? Like, why do I want to help all these people? Like, these people don't even want to listen to me. Or mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, my message is never going to get out there. I'm not going to get as big as I feel like I'm called to get. Or um, I'm never going to get on the other side of this. I'm never going to get ahead of it. Um, and there's times where you just want to quit. Um, and I remember as an athlete. Um, so like I said, I again. I'll reiterate, I was five seven, five foot seven on a good day. <laughs> professional football. Um, what position so did you play though? I played, I played corner. So I was okay. a defensive back. Um, <laughs> and I wasn't the fastest. I was, definitely wasn't the strongest. And I know I wasn't the biggest. Um, <laughs> um, but one of the things that I remember uh, was like, I knew like internally that I could outwork people. Yeah. Like, if I didn't quit. Like there was no way they were eventually going to win. Um, like I just wouldn't quit, you know, and yep. if you were going to, if you were in a fist fight, like if you just never quit, like you never lose. Right. And so I love the Rocky movies growing up. Um, yeah. and so you have that moment, those moments where you want to quit. Um, but if you just, if you don't quit, if you stay in the game, you have a better shot. Um, and so, um, and I think that those people that are like, well, I never have that feeling. Well, I just tell them, okay, well, your dreams aren't big enough then. Um, like you should be wanting to go after bigger game. Uh, you should want to impact more people. You should want to touch more people's lives. You should want to get your product service message out to more people. Um, because some people don't have that emotion or feeling. Um, and it's typically because they're just not dreaming big enough. 
Wow. Whew. <laughs> you came on fire. Woo. Uh. <laughs> How often do you sit down and look at your goals and dreams and decide, okay, it's time to take it up a notch? Mm. I try to do that. So I, if I could show you, um, I would, but, um, I have, you know, you've heard of vision boards and everyone's very familiar with what a vision board is. And, um, that's not a new thing. And one thing that I noticed with the vision boards was they were, sometimes they were so far away from me that I didn't believe them. Mm. Um, I didn't know in, um, the way my, my strategic mind was working. Um, if I couldn't, uh, put my, uh, if I couldn't put a game plan to it, it was really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and so one thing that I started to do, I started to create vision boards that were only about 90 days, oh, wow. uh, things I wanted to accomplish in 90 days. I, and I do it in three categories. I do uh, family, um, I do personal, um, and then I do business or mission. Um, and so those are some things that I just do like a, a 90 day vision board and, um, that I can create a game plan for. Um, and it's part of the long-term plan, the five, 10 year plan. Um, but they're, they're kind of benchmarks that I can hit so I can get momentum. Um, and so if I can get small wins, um, 90 day wins, monthly wins, weekly wins, if I can get those small wins. My big ones are just going to happen. Um, you know, the, the house, the, the, the speaking all over the world, the books that are written, all those great things that, you know, I desire. Um, if I can do the small things every single day, um, like this podcast is actually one of those, one of those things I wanted to have more opportunities to share my story. And so over the last 30 days, um, I put that I wanted to do that back in uh, March. And so in the last, I think two weeks, I've been featured on three podcasts. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, and I had never, I never been featured on podcasts before. I've spoken dozens of times, but never featured mm-hmm. on a podcast. So um, I make these small uh, goals um, and I look at them as much as I can. And I put them on my phone. I put them on my desktop on my computer. I print one out. I go to Vistaprint. I print one out and put it in front of my desk. Um, and I put these 90 day goals out in front of me and I just, I attack them. I attack them full speed. That's so much more bite-sized for people to get their brain around. Yeah. 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 It's believable. You can look at it and go, man, that's a stretch. Everything would have to work out perfect for me to make that happen, Mm -hmm. but I can make it happen. Um, and it helps you stay focused. Well, it's interesting what you said about the podcast because you and I didn't know each other. Somehow I found you on Instagram. All of a sudden I said, hey, come on my show because of something that you posted. So I'm wondering because you set that goal last month, did everybody just all of a sudden see you and go, hey, come, come, or were you actually pursuing the opportunities? No, I I set the intention in my mind. Um, I told my business partner, hey, this is what I'm going to do. Like, I'm going to go build our business. Um, I'm going to go get our message out there. I'm going to go get my personal message out there. Um, And I believe that things are going to work out. And I started to make some of those declarations at the beginning of the year. Um, And it, I made that, that was part of my goal for 2019, more opportunities. Um, And in February, I got asked to speak in front of 15,000 people. I had never spoken in front of a crowd that big. Um, And so I set these intentions and it wasn't, (laughs) I don't love the, the common understanding of law of attraction. I love the law of attraction. I don't like the common understanding of it. Right. Common understanding is like, Hey, if I, if I want something, I'll just say it and it'll show up. No, I did the work. I posted the content. Like if I could have said that, but if I didn't post content, you didn't reach out to me. Like, so I had to spend the time developing the content, right? I had to make sure that I'm putting my brand out there in a way to where I, I am attracting things towards me. I'm being a magnet and bringing things closer to me by my actions that I'm doing. 
Yes. Um, and my intentions, but my intentions formulate my actions. My actions bring me the results. So your faith was literally in action. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's 100%. really important for people to understand because you can be laying on the couch dreaming of doing something, yeah. but if you don't get off the couch and take a step, it's like, regardless of what you believe faith-wise, let's just yeah. say God. A lot of people yeah. say the universe. We'll say God. Yeah, right. Uh, God just, I don't think he just zaps into your living room and goes, hey, no. by the way. Mm-mm. No, he's not a genie, right? Yeah. Like we're not, we're not rubbing a lamp and it's, um, yeah. and you know, faith without works is dead. Um, and, and I just, I'm such a believer of that. And people, um, you know, the amount of work that we, that we do, um, it should match our intentions um, and it should match the faith. You know, we should be taking actions um, that match the amount of faith that we have for things to work out. Um, and some people, I think, kind of reserve their their massive action because they're afraid that things may not work out. And that's mm-hmm. attached to faith. So um, so I really think that just like, hey, no, I know this is going to work out. So I'm going to make that phone call. Like, I know they're going to answer and say yes. Um, or I'm going to go to this event because I know I'm going to meet the right person. Um, and my, one of my partners, he, I mean, he's, he's got a gift for meeting people. Uh, like he walks into a room and they call it a woo and strength finders. But he just, he always meets the right person. Um, just whoever he was supposed to meet, he ends up meeting him. And he just got this gift for them. Um, but, he, but it's a faith, right? It's like, I'm going to go to this event. I'm going to pay the money. I'm going to go. And guess what? I'm going to meet someone there that's going to help me get to where I'm supposed to be going. Um, and you treat, uh, you treat it like a lily pad. Like I'm going to go here and I know that the next lily pad is going to appear when I show up. Uh, like I'm not going to see the whole uh, way across the lake. Like I just know that each lily pad is going to appear as I need to jump. I like that. Wow. Okay. So yes. what I want to talk to you about yes. is grit is yes. grit because yes. you, you've been through so much. And I had a conversation with somebody the other day that was saying, um, this, this was the topic. How can you have say like four kids in a family and they all they're they experience the same thing. So example, like you and your, your siblings experience the same thing, but a couple of them will run at their goals like you and just be like, I got this. I'm doing it. This is happening. Right. And so full of faith. And the other, other siblings can go just wayward, like way off track, like right. maybe in like completely the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. We're to get our brains around like, why do some people do that? But yeah. you know, I, I know, really want to know. Yeah, no, I, I, that's a, that boggles me too, because I, you know, I'm, I am fortunate. Like me and my sisters are all pursuing, um, what we feel God has designed us to do. Um, like all of us are, you know, my one of my sisters is getting a master's degree right now. Um, and another sister starting a family, no one's finished college. So, um, that didn't happen in our household. Um, and I think there's, and we were all kind of raised, even though we were raised together in our house, um, we are all kind of raised separate in different circumstances. Cause my mom, you know, the more successful she was getting, um, she was able to provide better lives for my, my younger siblings, um, or better quality of life. I should say, like, um, my life was great. I had no, nothing I would change, but, um, but I, I see that a lot and I don't know. Um, I think that there's something, um, that happens in a person's life. And I don't know that this is necessarily attached to just siblings, but I think individuals, um, there's something that happens in a person's life, um, where pursuing, um, seems harder than settling. And it seems more safe 
And that's something that they desire in them. And that's how um, the status quo gets created um, is a lot of those, uh, whether it's traumas or experiences, they just create where people go, you know what, like pursuing that was really hard. Like, and it could happen as, as young as when they're little kids and they fail a test and they just are like, man, I'm never going to try again. Like that, that sucked, you know? Um, but you know, I don't, I don't know the exact answer to that, but I, what I think um, is within everyone who has a uh, grit. And if, if anyone who hasn't read that book by Angela Duckworth, the uh, grit, Oh my goodness, that book, she breaks it down and she talks about what separates the, the great from the average um, is, is that internal factor that there was something within them. Um, and it is something that can be developed, but it, um, some people develop it through life. Um, and some people have to go and, you know, um, work on it, but uh, grit is everything like the ability to just keep going. Um, it takes an immense amount of faith. It takes an immense amount of courage. Um, because courage, courage is not the absence of fear. Like you actually have to be, to be courageous. You have to be afraid of something. Um, like it, and so it's not the absence of fear. It's doing something, although you are afraid. Um, and I think some people, they just get, they get afraid of the dark or they get afraid of what they can't see. Um, and I, I'm sure that there is a, uh, a big solution out there that people, um, when someone figures that out and they sell that book, um, (laughs) (laughs) um, of what, how that, how that happens in a household, um, of, you know, five, six, seven people, exact same circumstances in seven different, uh, approaches and philosophies to life. Yeah. Um, so you don't know a lot about my personal story, but um, years ago I was doing some therapy and I'll never forget this. The therapist said to me, with what you've been through, you should have like 10 kids from five baby daddies and be on crack and living yeah. in, you know, like just the hood. And yeah, I was like, yeah. really? And then, you know, a few years later, I was thinking about grit and I was like, I'm kind of a, I'm kind of a girly girl. Like I don't, I was thinking, I don't have grit. Everybody's talking about grit. And somebody says to me, you made it this far because you've got grit. And I'm like, who are you talking to? Maybe I do have grit. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. No, if, I and um, I love that, you know, you kind of said like, cause grit, we kind of we probably attach it to a, a very masculine quality. I think uh, so. Yeah. And it's very like macho, you know, yeah. but you know, like my mom was the grittiest and she's very feminine. She's beautiful. She's like five foot, a hundred pounds. Uh, she's very feminine. Um, but she was gritty. She was tough. You know, like you just, you couldn't shake her, you know, and she would, there was times where she'd fall down and, and, but she'd get up, you know? And I think that that's, you know, and I call it the Rocky quality. Um, and you know, I think Rocky, the, the character, he was, he was the definition of grit. I mean, the guy got beat up. He was small. He was, but he just, man, you couldn't beat him. Like you couldn't beat him. You can beat him up, but you can beat him. Um, and that's what I think the quality of someone who has grit, um, is like, gosh, like, it's not that I keep winning. It's actually the people who keep losing and keep going. Um, that's who we admire. Those are the stories that get written. Um, those are the people that become legends. It's not like if you ever actually watch a movie of, um, superheroes or anything, we actually, what we're attached to as humans, the stories we love Mm -hmm. are the ones that overcome. Mm -hmm. They overcome. And so many people, they get to the point of failure and they go, 
man, I knew this wasn't for me. I shouldn't do this. And it's like, no, 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 you're, you're just at the beginning of your story. <laughs> like now, now we get to really write the book. Now we got something, now we got something to work with here. Um, and that's what happened when I was in my Valley. And I'm sure the same thing for you is you, you said, well, I'm already at this rock bottom. I think I can climb out of this. Um, and I think this is the beginning of something, not the end. Um, it's the end of one chapter and the beginning of another. I'm not going to close my book. And life is a, a lot of people put periods where there should be commas. Oh, I love uh, that. I love you know, that. people put a lot, they, in, it's like, oh, I broke my leg. That should be a comma. Or I'm divorced. That should be a comma, not a period. Um, it's this and. Um, here's what's next. So, yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's really, oh, really that's, good. That's really good. That's really good. I think we just solved the world's problems right here. Yeah, I know, right, right. <laughs> to your podcast because you're solving some big, big issues here. <laughs> Yeah, I think that we should send out a bill for that. Okay. Right. What's, right. Your pay, what's your PayPal address? We'll just have them send you. That. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's oh my good. gosh. So if somebody wants to work with you, mm-hmm. what's the best way for them to reach you? Your personal In- website? Yeah, um, I would say um, Instagram or my personal website. Um, I've spent a lot. I've doubled down on Instagram. I think it's the greatest platform out there right now. Um, that's how and, I roped you into this. Right. Um, I think that it's it is the I, I just think it's phenomenal. I think the platform's amazing. Um, and I'm, I, I don't get a residual or anything like that or royalty <laughs> for them to, sit, to promote them. But I just think the platform is, is pretty incredible. Um, and yeah. so that's the best way to reach me. And that's where I spend most of my time um, as far as social media, promoting anything like that is going to be on Instagram. So at Rodell Razor, R-O-D-E-L-L-R-A-Z-O-R. Yeah, great. And I'll have that listed below in the show notes. Awesome. This has been such an amazing conversation and you are on fire. Like, I <laughs> I mean, because you're young, I'm thinking, where are you going to go from here? Like, what is next? So what are you working on? Do you have something come down the pipe that you can share with us? Um, I do. I can give you a flavor. How about <laughs> okay. that? I can Because <laughs> I actually um, kind of know you're working on something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm always working on something. I've always got something on my sleeve. Um, but we do, me and my partner have a new project that we're releasing. Um, it should actually be here within the next few weeks. So I don't want to give too much, but, um, it's going to help a lot of entrepreneurs, um, kind of have the gateway to, uh, becoming bigger, becoming stronger, um, getting their message out there, uh, to who they want, when they want to. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of companies that service big brands. Um, and you know, the Nikes, the apples of the world, big companies with lots of employees, but I think the solopreneur and my background as a network marketer, um, the solopreneur, the blogger, the podcaster, the photographer, the realtor, the network marketer, the personal trainer, all of those people, um, they have such great messages and they don't have a team of people, right? They don't, like right now I have, uh, a, an iPhone, I think it's an eight filming this. We have Zoom on my laptop, and then I got an old iPhone, my wife's old iPhone, recording this because I don't have a team, right? So, <laughs> so I'm, I'm doing this so I can utilize this content so I can reach my target audience even better. There you go. Um, and so teaching things like that uh, to where uh, repurposing content, how to get your message out there. So uh, I'm going to be helping uh, a lot of entrepreneurs. My goal by the end of 2019 is to help a 1,000 entrepreneurs uh, get their message out there. Wow. That's exciting. I love it. Cause I know a lot of people, they create content and then they're like, okay, now I got to create more content instead of repurposing. So that's golden. Yeah. Figure out ways to repurpose. We do. We absolutely do. And you know, I'll I'll ask you for this recording. So I'll take this version of it. I'll take that version of it. I'll take that version of it. And then the key is I got to get it out. Um, I got to get it out to people. Um, And I think the solopreneur, that term, um, it really is those 
those in, those few industries that they don't necessarily have a maybe they don't have a plan to build a huge team, uh, mm-hmm. but how do they just get out to who they want to get out to? Yes, um, and reach them, inspire them because just like this podcast, right? Like it would be great if we knew exactly who your target was, and we said, boom, we're gonna drop it right in front of them. Right. We're gonna make sure that they see it because it, there's people that need to hear your message, mm-hmm. um, and so we're gonna teach people how to become magnets. Um, That's exciting. So wow. Yeah. Wow. I'm so excited to see, see what you do by the end Thank of the year. Cause I, I know next year I'm going to be, come back on and we're going to uh, talk looking back yeah. and going, Oh, all those 90 day strategies you did, you're just checking the boxes off. Yeah. I think that's one of my favorite takeaways from this conversation is because I know personally, even though in the past I had an international wholesale line of home decor and I was in showrooms and you know, my product was going into different countries like for me, I don't know why that was easy, but now when I sit down and I try to list out the, the goals and things, I get completely overwhelmed. Yes. So I do it in 90 day pieces. I can manage it. Yeah. 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 And you know, it's, it's the old uh, adage of, you know, how do you eat an elephant? You got to eat it one bite at a time. Um, you know, you can't, you can't just take on the whole thing. So, um, yeah. And I, and I'll, and I'll speak this right now in 2020, I'm going to do my first conference. I'm going to, I'm going to organize my first conference. I don't, I don't know. That's faith. (laughs) I have no idea what that's going to look like. I have no logistics. I have no connections right now, but I'm just believing that, uh, the right things are going to line up. I'm going to have my first conference. I'm going to have solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, podcasters, personal trainers, network marketers, direct sellers, influencers uh, from all over the country uh, fly in, whether it's to Vegas or Phoenix or uh, wherever it is. Um, I'm speaking right now that we're going to have our first conference and I want you to be there. I want you to speak. I Oh, thank you. I was going to say before you even said that, I'm like, I'm there. I'll buy a ticket. <laughs> I would love to come and speak. But yes. And you know what is so great is that I know so many people that know how to put on conferences. So you show up and you just keep meeting the right people. Exactly. Exactly. So see, now I'm going to be picking your brain and now I have a a new friend, a new person to network with and create with. So yeah. And, and you know what, and I can come to to Phoenix and I can Mm. babysit too. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) No, that is something I'm going to need. So anybody who's listening to this, I need a quality babysitter. So me and my wife can travel more. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds good. I'll be your Aunt Sharon. Okay. There we go. I like that. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Riddell, for your time. This has just been fun and inspiring. And I just love that you shared so many personal pieces here. Because people sit back and they look at you or they look at me or other people and they go, wow, you know, the stars aligned for you. Like, how did you do this? They don't know that you had a car repossessed and that you Mm. were going through those really, really hard times, but you were gritty. You kept going. Yeah, you stuck to your playbook. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. It is finished. It's already written. I love it. I love it. Come back to the show anytime. Always an open seat here for you. Oh, thank you so much. And um, every time I uh, have opportunity to speak, I always like to leave people with my favorite quote, which is, if you haven't felt like quitting, your dreams aren't big enough. So thank you so much, Sharon, for having me. It's been a real treat to, to be on your show. Thank you. An absolute honor. So everything will be linked up in the show notes. Reach out to Riddell, um, follow him on Instagram, and be sure to keep an eye on him so you can see what he does accomplish by the end of 2019. Hey friends, thank you so much for being a part of today's show. Connect with Riddell at RiddellRazor.com. Of course, it's linked below. And as always, I wish you every good thing.